Hey bro, what's up? My name is Jeff Seats and I'm the creator of Bro Let's Talk. Here on Bro Let's Talk, we have cultivated a safe space for men to be vulnerable, honest, and open about the things that they go through on a daily basis. We will have special guests. We will have topics discussed that we can't normally discuss anywhere else. We're excited to have you on this journey with us. So Bro Let's Talk. What's up, what's up, what's up? Welcome to another episode of Bro Let's Talk. Um, I'm hoping you guys have had a great week. I've had a super busy week, um, but at the same time, it's been kind of chill just coming in from the new year. What's today's date? This, it's not the 26th, it's the 6th. It can't be the 26th already, but the 6th, um, I've just been chilling. I had to work a, a lot today, but this year, I told myself that I was going to work on balance. I was going to work on not overworking because I, I've always done that in the past. But this year, I told myself that I am going to take every other weekend off. And I'm hoping that that's something that I can do. So this weekend, um, I was not supposed to have my daughter. And I told myself that every weekend, I don't have my daughter. It's the weekend that I'm going to work, but when I have her, we're going to spend time together. So hopefully I can stay accountable for that. Hopefully, you know, I'll stay on track. I want y'all to help me stay on track. Um, I know a lot of people are setting New Year's res New Year. I hate when people say years, but I find myself saying it. New Year resolutions. Um, let's make sure we're sticking to those. Let's make sure we talked about in the last episode goals. So let's make sure we're sticking to those goals, those resolutions um, and those things that we want to get done, because if we don't six months from now, we'll be regretting it and we'll be talking about what we said at the beginning of the year. So let me see what else do I want to say before we get into our show. Um, I just released an episode with Kamar Reed. That was a really dope episode. It was actually my first filmed episode that I did last year. Last year in April, we filmed with him and he was a, he was so much fun to film with. But unfortunately, we had to cut it short because we had a few technical difficulties and, um, you know, we were still getting production together back then. So... We are going to shoot a part two. He said he wanted to come on, come back on and talk about um, where he is now with that being last year's episode being released this year. You know, we change in a year, we change in days, months, weeks. So it is definitely going to be a different story, but I can't wait for that to drop. So if you haven't listen to the first one yet you gotta listen to the first one before you get on the second one okay but we're gonna get into this we're gonna get into this week's episode today's episode because i'm gonna drop two but we're gonna get into today's episode and i have a very special guest on with me today um i'm very very excited to have her with me we have grown cultivated a relationship a, a brother sister relationship over the last three or four years um 
this woman is someone that I look up to. Uh, I, I'm very much so inspired by her. She's a teacher. She's a mother. She's an entrepreneur. She's a worshiper. She's a wife. She's so much. So I can't explain it all. I don't want to explain it all. So I'm going to bring her on. Um, Mercedes, come on and introduce yourself. Thank you so much for being on with me. You ready? I am. Okay. So thank you for coming on today. Um, I, I know I texted you, what, earlier today? <laughs> it was yes. Just, but, or yesterday and, and said, let's do this. So I'm so grateful for you being on. It was important for me to bring you on because when I first released Bro Let's Talk, the first, first episode, you were one of the first people to give your feedback. And I appreciate that. Stuff like that. It really, really doesn't go unnoticed. Um, I pay attention to who supports me. As you know, we both do. But right. especially in this journey, because we are talking on vulnerable stuff, we're being open, honest. And I know that you have a story, uh, um, you have a, a testimony, a couple of them. And so when you first commented on my first pod, which was about sexual assault, sexuality, and some other stuff, but it really set out to me. Um, and I really didn't know if I was going to do women on the pod, but I think that it's important. I want to, I want to say why I want to have women and then we can get into some stuff with you. But I think that it's important for bro let's talk to have women because the men that listen they need a woman's perspective it, it, it's very for me i have a lot of women supporters and i have a lot of women's women friends and i know that personally there are some things that i probably would have never gotten through had i not talked to a woman or had i not um got prayer from a woman or seen how a woman felt about a certain thing. So I felt like bringing, it was supposed to be a season two type of thing, but I didn't even cut the episodes. We're just going to roll right into it. Um, I just think it's important to hear a woman's voice um, and your perspective on things, right? So that's why we're here. I'm bringing more women on. I'm bringing, we're talking about real stuff. Um, and first, I want to get into who you are, what you do, where you're from, your background, or whatever you feel comfortable sharing, and then we're just going to roll off of that, okay? Okay. Okay. You ready? Yep. Go ahead. So who are you? <laughs> so my name um, by birth is Mercedes. Um, I've had a couple uh nicknames over the years and i'm starting with the nickname thing because even biblically your name changes as you go through certain uh levels of elevation so um i say that because to know me is to know yes my mother gave me the name mercedes but there was a a, a buffy stage there was a, a a ruby stage there were so many different nicknames and um, over the years, I I even developed different personalities. And now that I'm getting older, um, just now at 32, I'm realizing that I really don't need any of them but me. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
but but my authentic self. Although uh, maybe trying to creep up, especially <laughs> depending on who I'm around, who I'm encountering. But mm-hmm. um, I'm grateful for for all of those girls because those girls turned me into the woman that I am today. Um, as we said during our first cooking class, um, I've been in food forever. Kind of like this, I share the same story with a few people. First job was uh, McDonald's. I definitely quit in like seven days. I'm like, I'm not doing this. Yeah. <laughs> in there. Definitely quit McDonald's. And uh, ironically, after McDonald's, I literally worked at Burger King and mm-hmm. in, in Maple Heights. The two restaurants literally used to sit right across the street from each other. And even in impl- applying there, I'm like, ah. There's a chance she may go ask the other manager, you know, how did she do? And right. my truth was that I definitely quit. But from Burger King, um, that was my first ever management job. And I was 16. So from 16 to 32, thank God, every position I've been in, I've been in um, some form of leadership capacity. Mm-hmm. Even with those other aliases I'm, I'm, I'm talking about. If we had a girl click, I was the leader of the girl click. Mm-hmm. If we was all getting in trouble, unfortunately, I was the ringleader. Right. Um, but I'm saying that because, you know, a lot of people can be ashamed of who they were. But for me, I just think all in all, it's wrapping up and still developing like this amazing story. Yeah. Um, even tomorrow. For praise and worship, we're singing this song by uh, Naomi Rand, and it's called "The Uncovering," and it talks about God uncovering His kindness, and and you you learn in different levels of how kind God is. We go through situations that a lot of us will say, "Oh, I should have been dead. I could have been dead. That could have happened." But with a little more wisdom, you're figuring out like that's really God's grace, and that's really God's mm-hmm. love because I for sure share similar stories of some very tough things and everybody didn't survive everybody yeah. didn't get to didn't get to come on the other side Absolutely. which is why even when you had your first burlesque talk i literally sat behind my phone crying because sexual trauma is shared among so many people and we don't even know it Mm-hmm. And I know for a fact, with it happening to me, just as young as it happened to you, I just instantly loved you a little more, respected you a little more. Um, even with the children that I encounter with at the youth center, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm happy that in certain areas they can trust me in that space because I didn't have that. Right. I thank God my mom believed me. She wasn't one of those lifetime moms who believed her boyfriend over her daughter. She Life. believed me. Look, for real. You know, because that's, that's the era I grew up in. Life. For real. <laughs> no, I feel you. She totally believed me, but still, um, I think it was it was hard for her to process. Like, this is a man that she was in love with. Mm-hmm. And how could you hurt her daughter? And for years, I felt like I was the cause of her divorce Mm -hmm. and that man just happened to be my older brother's father so even them i felt like my brothers resented me like i broke up their happy home 
man, it was a lot yeah. over the years. So you told, so you were able to tell your mom though. You were able Absolutely. to be honest. Were you scared about that? Like how did, how did you feel when you had to tell her and how long did that happen until you were able to tell her? So I kid you not, the first time it happened, I told her off okay. top. Good. Like I, I, I knew it was wrong. Yeah. Um, again, I, I hate to keep going back to that, but those Lifetime movies, mm -hmm. they will teach you a thing or two. <laughs> and Absolutely. I knew that that was wrong. Uh, my mother, she worked very hard. She, she was the, the typical three jobs, um, you know, worked around the clock, pretty much trained us up good. So we knew how to feed ourselves. We knew how to tend for ourselves uh, yeah. when she wasn't home. And he used that time and the opportunity to try to take advantage of the situation. And I called her while, while she was at work. As you should. <laughs> Oh, wow. And she hung up that phone and the authorities was at the house in a matter of minutes. That's such a blessing because I know, um, I mean, it's not a blessing that happened, but it's a blessing that you were able to speak up and you were not scared. You know, like on my first episode, I spoke about how I, I don't, that's not my story. Like I went through this for almost six, seven years and it was a little different. It was, it was definitely different. But I was never able to, I don't think I told my mom until I wrote my book in 2019, mm. that book right there. But I don't think I, I let her read it, you know, and then she came to me about it. And I don't know why it became a mind controlling thing. It became yeah. a, something that it really, I was like, I think six, seven or eight. Well, you know, growing up, I, it started at six, but while I was going through it, my mind was just like, I, I became confused with it. So I'm happy that you were able to tell and it it ended, right? It ended. It, it ended. Everything ended. Yeah, that's that's a blessing. And I'm so thankful. And I, I've talked to my mom about how she feels regarding that situation. And she always says, I just wish you would have told me. Yeah. So I think that it's incredible that you were able to do that. So how do you navigate the teens? Cause I know you work with youth now, like yeah. you, um, I feel like sometimes when, when we go through certain trauma, especially even with your kids, do you feel like you are harder on, I wouldn't say harder on them, but pay more attention to who they're around and stuff like that. Like does your trauma, do you do you feel like you put that on them or are you do you have a good balance with that? So I the in the area of being hard on them, with with that part, I can honestly say, thank God, it's it's not an issue. Um mm. as I'm getting older, some of those old cliches with uh I can't even call them the cliches, just something that we were uh accustomed to hearing and we didn't quite believe it until we saw it. But as far as like living on your grandmother's prayers, living on mm -hmm. their prayers, like stuff was prayed off of me yeah. when I was 18 years old and pregnant with Amor, who is the oldest. Right. Um, so I'm going to believe that that was God's grace and his favor from those who prayed over me that some of those curses kind of skipped over mm -hmm. them. So in the area of, um, sexual 
confusion or discord, that's not the area I'm hard on them. My mom was a teacher. I'm a teacher. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm in those books. Um, right. And my balance for me is, yeah, we're going to have fun. I'm still young. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm the cool mom. But nothing shakes. Nothing gets done until that part is done. And right. if I take anything from my mom, um, that's one thing she told me. I'll never forget it. I think I was like 10 years old. She's like, life is a game. And you have to play to win. Right now, you're in school. Your objective is to finish. And once you finish school, then, hey. So even with getting pregnant at 18, I was pregnant and I was a freshman in college. Mm-hmm. So um, mm-hmm. although although I was technically a teenager, right. I had already graduated high school. I was uh, enrolled into Remington College to be a medical assistant. So I was still young, but those things that she deposited in me, mm-hmm. I held on to like shoe and kind of even with an attitude. My mama said, uh, mm-hmm. if I graduated, I could do what I want to do. No, for so real. I made sure I finished mm-hmm. school. And that's what um, I'm encouraging them to do. Just do the right thing in school. Just just make me proud. Do the right thing in school. You, you can't tell a kid not to be a kid. But mm-hmm. the balance of it all is, hey, is this going to mess up what my mom told me to do? Are right. those certain friends going to interfere with my behavior to the point where I'm kicked out? Like, because I ain't going to say my, my kids, they're they're not perfect, but they're absolutely well-mannered. Two of my kids have been threatened with uh, suspensions and even expulsions. But I told them that's the magnitude of how much you are a leader. You were in a position to where you could literally do right or wrong. And in that situation, you chose to do wrong. But that's also an extension of God's favor, even with me, because I'm actively involved in right. uh, the school system. They call right. me directly. Hey, Miss Hurt, this happened. As I'm just should. letting you know, if she was any other kid, she'd be out of here. Yeah. So it, it was always opportunities to just be able to sit and talk. And I'm glad that even with my, I ain't even going to front. I, my house has kind of ran like a dictatorship. It is what it is. <laughs> it is what it is. Look, this is what you have to do. And, yeah. and on your free time, you know, live life. But, hey, um, the balance with the youth that I'm involved with as far as the center goes. What's up, everybody? This is Jeff Seats. Just coming on real quick to thank you all for tuning in every single week. This year, we plan to add a lot of different things to Bro Let's Talk as we grow So with that being said, the first thing that we're adding is business sponsorships. What's that mean for you? That means that if you have a business and you want to promote it, you can pay to have your business promoted on every single episode that we put out there. How do you do that? All you have to do is email bro let's talk one at gmail.com and we'll take it from there with you. Okay, let's get back into the show. Yeah. Um, I, for the most part, always try to start with compassion. I get kids who um, are literally fresh off the street. I know kids who do not eat every night. I know them when I see them. I know kids who are in a cycle of hand-me-downs. And I mean, I grew up with with the hand-me-down thing, but not to the extent where you know these shoes are too big for me, like, you know. So seeing that, I approach everything, number one, with compassion. 
Right. And um, it is my job to make the kids feel comfortable to the point where they're so comfortable, they're telling it all. Mm-hmm. And Exactly. Um, but I didn't have that as a kid. My mom was a teacher. She also was an authoritative figure in the Maple Heights School District. So it's like, don't tell Ms. Mack right. what her kid is doing. Like, right. I don't want her to know. But these kids, I am definitely trying to be, um, for them, who I wish I had. And I'm still young. So I know they look at me like, oh, like I, I can trust her. But yeah. she grown, but she understands. And I'm really trying to get them to understand, like, there, there, there is somebody for you to talk to. For sure. And I literally, I'm so glad you said that because I was just having a conversation with someone the other day and we were talking about the youth. Um, I mean, you know, like I'm passionate about that, obviously, with the, the kids table and other stuff that I'd be trying to do or, or am going to do. But um, I was telling somebody that the way that you get to a person, even if it's an adult, um, I think on one of my other podcasts, I was talking about spiritually connecting with a friend and I was telling them how I just start with love. I just come off with yeah. it, with loving a person. And sometimes, well, not sometimes, that always works because when a person, when you, when you come off strong when you come off like you're judgmental or you come off like they're in trouble or whatever, when you're dealing with the youth, it really never works for me specifically. And like you said, we're young. So I always connect with the youth with my clothes. You know, I like to dress. I like, I like different stuff that I can relate to them with. So then that's your avenue to, like you said, they just start talking because now they feel comfortable with you. I'm like Uncle Jeff or just even if you need me to just be your friend, I'm only 27. I'm not the type of person who I will tell your parent if I need to. But there's some things that me and you can talk about. And that's another reason why I started Bro Let's Talk more so for the, the adults. But I think that teenagers, you know, they watch TikTok, they watch everything else. Um, right can hear something that is going to bless them and that can help them. And I've had a lot of younger, I would say 18, 19 type of dudes reach out and start conversations. I have younger brothers. Um, I'm helping raise a nephew, um, another one on the way. So I, I really try to do exactly what you said and just lead with compassion. So do you think that you, because you said you didn't have it when you were growing up. Do you think that's one of the reasons why you do it now? Like one of the main reasons, or is it just you started that and then you felt like, and then also when you answer that, do you think that what you do outside of church kind of meets in with, with like a ministry? Like, do you think of how you are with the youth is like a ministry or, or something that God has given you to do and to touch the, like touch the youth? Um, so to answer the first half, um, to be honest, yes. You know, they say uh, what's in you will come out. Mm-hmm. I mean, compassion, real compassion, I feel just, cannot be taught because 
And, and whether it's in the medical field, working with children, the food industry, if you just an angry, nasty person, mm-hmm. it don't matter what position you're in. Um, that's just going to be it. Yeah. So w- with having compassion, um, especially being outside of the church, um, this is a whole nother level. Like my pastor, he know what I do, but mm-hmm. he has no idea. And mm-hmm. I pray uh, most of all, you know, that I'm, that I'm making God proud. But if he could just yeah. come in and see what I'm really doing, he'd probably be looking at me like, wow. So I, I definitely have incorporated some really fun things with the youth at my church. Like I had the first youth lock in mm-hmm. and they was like, what's that? I'm like, man, look, we better have all the kids in the neighborhood spend a night in the church and mm-hmm. we're about to kick it. Yeah. And initially those who share the same heart, who have compassion, who, who work with kids, who is nothing to them, they were all on board. And rightfully and respectfully, it was parents who was like, uh-uh, I'm dropping my kids off. I don't do kids. And I'm yeah. leaving them with y'all. <laughs> but that was cool for me because when it when it's, like I said, if it's in you, it'll come out. If this is what you do, this is what you do. Um, maybe just like two or three months ago, um, a very prophetic friend of mine told me that he saw numbers behind working with youth. I was like, okay, amen. Because where I'm at now, we are definitely funding it on our own. Every, mm-hmm. All the meals that they eat, every crayon that they color with. I mean, everything is completely yeah. out of pocket for myself and my partner whose vision it is. And I'm mm-hmm. just the one carrying it out. Um, right. But it's definitely turning in, into a ministry because my last young lady that I encountered it was, she had so much heaviness and darkness on her. I had to ask her, hey, do you go to church? And she's like, man, sometimes with my grandma, I said, so you won't be offended if one of these days I said, let's pray. And she was right. like, no, we could pray. But this is a girl who literally was dropped off at the youth center by the police who said, yeah, her mom said she's done with her and that this was the last shot Yeah. coming here. I was like, what? How did you even find out about this? And I'm thank I'm thankful that I was there because we have multiple locations and I try to right. bounce around and make sure everybody's good. But that particular day, I was there and I was at the front desk when she got dropped off. A God thing. <laughs> A God thing. I that's dope. Um, and you really never know how you're going to impact people's lives. I think specifically with you, um, I think you're amazing. I think that you are very, the the spirit is just so, it, it's be so heavy on you because it just, for me, because of who you are, like you, you can just feel like the, like you said, the compassion, but just a godly thing. It, it's just, it's very, it's hard to describe, but I'm so glad that these kids have you in their lives to help you even to help them um and i also feel like when we do work like this it heals some something in us as well i know for for me it's just the more i help people especially youth like i like helping everybody but i have a heart for the youth so when i'm helping them and i see myself growing i i constantly see myself growing and elevating and healing and it's just like wow i didn't even know these kids don't know that i need you just as much as you need me yeah and, and that's it's such a blessing it's, it's it's such a blessing um 
I want to I want to get into entrepreneurship real quick. How did because you mentioned you have kids, you're married, and what else do you do outside of the youth center, marriage and kids? What else is there? Um, outside of those, yes, I am still a restaurant manager. Um, I am still a, a caterer. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it's, it's levels to the event planning industry, and I, and I had to learn literally by trial and error. I'm like, do I want to be a decorator or mm-hmm. am I an event planner? And I now know that, no, I am an event planner event because planner. the event, you know what I'm saying? The event planner is the yeah. one who has to mentally prepare every aspect of this event. Mm-hmm. So, and that kind of trickles off even even with the youth center because that's that's what i am i'm, I'm the director of events oh, right i work i work with several nonprofits, and i am their director of events they come wow. together and in in a lot of situations in order to maintain a steady uh 5013c you need to be actively involved in the community and okay. this person may have started a nonprofit, but they have no idea how they're going to execute community engagement and then that is when I come in right um but yeah i am and i know a lot of people say oh we, we gonna leave sis alone in 2023 but if you were genuine sis i don't think that's a quote-unquote saying that you have to let go of because i will still refer to someone as bro as sis because it's genuine mm-hmm. um even even how you and i met it's it's, it's not really a competition i love everything you do everything about you and if i can get a chance to share and even pour in to that walking away from a situation knowing that that person was able to work with me on a project and now they they're growing yes. and it's 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 on another level like i sit back super proud as that sister yeah and i didn't i didn't have that for me when i started this business I reached out to several people who were already doing it and it was like oh yeah just you know watch youtube i'm like dude mm-hmm. i don't youtube can only get you so far Absolutely. shout out to youtube but it's there's only so much you can learn from youtube i wanted the me that i am i want it for myself and if i can't find it i'm gonna just be it absolutely and i i definitely want to shout out you for that um and give you your props as we're talking right now i I'm so thankful for all the help that you've given me, the the events you've plugged me to, um, plugged me on, off it, uh, what was that? Not Office Depot, Home Depot. Home Depot, yeah. Even messing that up, you know, I was just telling somebody that, and since we talking, we got to be honest, um, even messing that up, I was telling somebody like, she put me onto a, a, a corporate contract and I kind of, I messed that up for her. But I didn't mess it up for you because you still was, you know, you still mm-hmm. talk with them. But I am so thankful and gra- well grateful that you didn't just say, oh, I'm never dealing with him again. I- I'm never, you know, I'm just cutting him off because he, you know, he embarrassed me. And it was like, no, she just, she she booked me again. She she reached back out, you know, and although I was very apologetic, you know, yeah. money back, you know, I always am going to be that person. There's not many people that would continue to give you a chance and continue to 
grow closer to you because even since then that was 2021 even since then 2022 the fire the 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 money that you sent let me tell you you were the only person and we weren't even close like that like close close you know i i consider you a sister not necessarily a friend and i think that that's a difference um yeah a friend and a sister but what i mean by that is you know what i mean like you know no shade or anything but like your family to me my sister my sister my mom you know we all consider you family but not somebody that i'm just going to be on the phone with 24 7. you know we're not friends yeah. like that so i would not have even expected you to be the person to come to my rescue in that way and you were the only person who called not text not facebook wrote or whatever called prayed with me and sent money even you could have thought I didn't need it. You could have. To, and that's what a lot of people felt like. Oh, you got money. That's okay. You're going to be got, good. You're going to be good. And I was. Thank God. But it's just the thought that counts. And it's just you. Um, I really, I, I, I had to say that because not many people, I am. So while we're on that topic, I really want to get your opinion on it. Because when that happened for me, um, I was a little shaken up. I was, I never told people what I lost, what I didn't lose. I didn't, you know, I, I did not post it on social media. My mother did. Um, and then when I ended up posting it, it wasn't so much of me telling and showing pictures and stuff like that. But I was able to, the reason I didn't post about it is because I was able to move into a new place to, a week later. You know, right. I was able, I still had money in my account. I had, I didn't lose a lot of stuff. So it was just like, I'm not going to get on here and make it seem like my entire house right. or anything like that because I don't need it. Um, I don't need that attention. But I did start to feel like all of the people that I give back to, you know, we do Thanksgiving, mm -hmm. we do Christmas, we do this. If there's a friend in need, I'm like, hey, friend, how much money you need? You know, I'll send it to you. Just send it back when you can. I'm that guy. You know, you need a ride. I'm, I'm coming. And um, when the fire happened, only, like I said, you and a couple churches, not my church, and I think me and you talked about that, but yeah. not my church, came to my rescue. And so what that did, um, and I'm going to tie that back into you just to, just to see how you feel about it, but it really broke me down and it made me feel like I pour out to so many people and I know you can relate with that because mm -hmm. you do. I poured, I pour out to so many people. I give to people M money. I'm giving to people. I'm stretching and I'm doing this. And like you said, we're funding it ourselves. You know, a lot of times when people see us entrepreneurs, they, they want to count our pockets and yeah. they don't realize like, yeah, we, we make, we make good money. We, we do. We, here and there you know it, everything goes up and down but when we're giving just like you do with um the back to school thing if these people don't donate we still have to go to bed i remember one time you told me like we don't cancel events and that stuck with me like literally since then i think that was about the cook-off i would cancel that but um that that stuck with me so 
when we are saying like we're going to get back we're going to do this we're going to do christmas we're going to do back to school if, if they're not donating and we're not getting them from corporate um mm-hmm. and stuff like that um that's coming out of our pocket so i'm thinking like i've done all this stuff for my community and somebody posted a whole like help jeff out type of thing and nobody not one person from my community gave back at all one woman named kimyata she wrote a check for 200 dollars. other than that well it was one other person 25 dollars. but still majority of all the people that i helped it was nobody and what that did for me i got so angry i got angry with my church I got angry with my friends. I got angry with everyone. But, and I told myself, I'm not giving back to nobody. Now that was in, (laughs) that was in 2022, the beginning. That was January, 2022. Obviously I'm still giving back. But what happened was that was a seed that was, that was trying to be planted in me to stop my blessing. Um, Cause if we stop giving and we stop sharing, we gonna stop receiving. So has there ever been a time for you where you felt like I'm pouring out to everybody, but there's nobody giving me the same energy? Absolutely. And I think we, um, I, I know outside of Bro Let's Talk, you had made a Facebook post about expecting certain things from certain friends. Yeah. And I was literally in that moment, emotionally and spiritually so jacked up that I was able to at least let some of it out in that safe space because it was your post and Mm -hmm. not the friend that I was kind of having the art with, but um, it's happened several times. And the best advice for that very situation is to honestly know who you are. Mm -hmm. I'm Big Hefe. There cannot be another me. So it's it's literally a requirement for my own spirit's sake to stay filled and, yeah. and to equally know that the people that I pour into are not the ones who pour into me. Yeah. Hence, you know, the friends for different things. Mm-hmm. So, yes, I have friends that I used to brunch with. I have friends that we can do ladies nights with. I have friends and that and all that. But just at the end like mid 23 into 20 2023 especially my birthdays in october mm-hmm. this year i wanted to do something different the church mercedes, yeah mercedes wasn't having a twerk party mercedes wasn't having a uh let's see who can hold the most mimosas down i wanted to celebrate my birthday in church and knowingly I knew it was gonna go mm-hmm. either way, but ultimately who was supposed to be there was was supposed to be there. And I think it makes me um, a better person when when being angry, like flat out angry, like what? Yeah. Like I never miss birthdays. I never miss kids. I, I, I don't miss, but there's always a reason why that they couldn't do that or be that for me. That's okay. Yeah. And trust me, that little lesson was only learned about 90 days ago to like really mm-hmm. get it in me. So I can't be angry no more. Especially Does when that... I have a brother like you, yes. someone who's at my, my, my mental and spiritual capacity. 
respectfully, it's not to say that they're beneath us, but mm -hmm. we're just talk. We're just dealing with um, people who are comfortable on a certain level, and yeah. it, it could be more flesh than faith. So oh, I, I, sure. I just get around. I just got to get around some some more people with some faith. And the the status, real quick, that you're talking about is when I said I I, I don't remember it specifically but i know i was saying that every friend is not for everything and every friend cannot handle yeah everything um not every friend is a poor friend uh pour into yeah p-o-u-r yep yes um but just to make that clear i did show up to the <laughs> to the church i couldn't Period. It, but i did drive about An 15 hour. minutes yes okay i drove out there because i i it's so important like it's show so important to show up for people even though i came in took a picture and had to leave it was just like i still you know we still came for each other um yeah. prior to that you had just came to my birthday so that's not even a reason for for me coming it's just because you gotta show people that you value them and yes. i one thing about me in walking into 2024 i literally had to let go of so many people that I called friends. Now, I'm going to say this, and this is Bro Let's Talk, so I always say on my podcast, I'm going to say how I feel. Um, but people that were just in my circle that you've met, this person, met, uh, this person I call them family and all of these different things, I had to let them go. People that were at my birthday party had to let them go because... I learned, I, I, I found that every time there was something going on with me, they were nowhere to be found. However, every time they had something going on with themselves, it was, hey, can you pray for me? Hey, can you do this? Hey, can you? And I'm just like, well, what about me? And we get so used to being the strong friend that we just mm -hmm. accept that. And it's like, yeah. no more. We're not going to accept that. Yes, friends for certain things. However, I am not the friend that is going to take on all your burdens. And then when I need somebody to lift me up, you can't even form a sentence to pray for me or check on me or ask me how I'm doing. Like you said about your birthday, how it was different. I believe that when we start to change, our groups of friends start yeah. to change. Some people absolutely will stick around because they're going with you where you're, where you're going. But there's some people that... They don't, they don't, and this is no shade to them. They can't get with the new version of you. They're used to you being the dramaful person or always yeah. talking on the phone about this person and that person. But now it's like, can we talk about something else? Like, can we, it doesn't have to be, it always doesn't have to be about a job. It always doesn't have to be about bills. But can we talk about something that's more encouraging rather than who's doing what and who's doing it with who? I don't want to, I'm not in that space anymore. And I, I, I feel like at my age, I'm so happy that I've grown to be yeah. where I'm at. Cause I'm like, just turned 27, but before I hit 30, I'm getting rid of all of this stuff. Yeah. And so I really had to do, I, I my therapist told me, um, and I took it and ran with it, friendvatory, um, checking who is value, not valuable, but who, who serves purpose in your life now? Because a lot of times we are holding on to dead weight, friends, relationships. I know for me, you're married, but for me, I've held on to relationships that were toxic, 
relationships that did absolutely nothing for me but tear me down and now even with friends people i was messing with whatever um but now i'm single and i don't have many friends but i'm so i i have so much peace i'm able to get get done everything i need to get done whether it's bro let's talk whether it's catering whether it's a new idea no matter what it is my life is just so peaceful because i don't have these people around me that are just dragging me down and yeah you've been able to emotionally declutter absolutely and while i say that because i don't if they listen i don't want them to think i'm being shady um i don't think that people do it intentionally yeah i think that sometimes it's just them and they may not even notice and i what i've learned is people until they start their own healing process they they don't see what they're doing or when they do start it or when we start ours we just start to grow apart yeah. some things that were meant to that that were not meant but some things that were together when we were messed up toxic all discombobulated aren't supposed to be connected when you start to heal when you start to grow um how do you deal with friendships that expire like how how are, are you a it is what it is we're gonna talk about it we're gonna let it go or are you a we're gonna keep working it out type of person so to be honest i'm i'm, I'm kind of right in the middle and, and and i think it it depends on the person and the magnitude of the relationship because even being seven years married i mean there's been some things that's made me cry in my marriage but yeah. I cried a cry. I never cried over a friendship ending. Like this was my sister. Yeah. And for me, loyalty and betrayal, they just, it just hits different. And I had someone um, vaguely say, well, that's your problem. Expecting people to be loyal. First of all, <laughs> which I love, um, my apostle, she's always been able to just reassure me that, no, you're not crazy. Because mm -hmm. when the Bible says, do unto others as you want them as done you to you, it's, it's, yeah. it's not on the, the 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 mean side. Oh, be careful if you treat them mean. Like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm given loyalty because I want that done unto me. Right. And even when you talked about, um, you know, pouring into people who are unable to pour into her, this is the same apostle the same woman who told me mercedes you have to stop casting your pearls among swine i heard that scripture a thousand times in my life right but she made me sit back and look like wow my prayers are pearls why because every time you need something it's can you pray for me so obviously these prayers got some value yeah so, I am no longer, and it's, it just, it has a new meaning for me now. And I, I just, it almost makes me feel happy knowing that what I carry is valuable and I'm not supposed to share with everyone. Now that don't mean cut them friends off, but it's literally knowing who they are in your lives. If, hey, if we just cross paths at brunch and we're going to have a good brunch, then great. But when it's time to go to war, when it's time yeah. to uh develop business strategies i ain't talking to nobody who don't go to work on time you, you, you have no idea you, <laughs> For can't, real. you can't even sit at the same table concerning that yeah i am up every day 
typically, and especially when I was my start my uh, my my weight loss journey, five a.m. Mm-hmm. challenging myself to be in the gym at five a.m. But it ain't no five a.m. and then go to sleep. It's five a.m. and then six thirty kids are woke, and then yep. seven they're out, and then eight I'm opening the restaurants from mm-hmm. eight to this time, and then I'm at the youth center. And guess what? Pink hands don't stop. I have to be polite <laughs> and somehow respond to inquiries without yeah. saying, oh, I'm tired. Yeah. I say, I say, oh, I'm tired behind screen. And then my response is, thanks for reaching out. Absolutely. Um, within, within the next 48 hours, do you have it? Da, 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 da. I mean, it's levels to this, but it took a whole lot of, um, whole lot of prayer, whole lot of, at least having just the the two or few that I was uh, safe enough to cry with, who yeah. know I'm tired before I even say I'm tired. Them them my dogs. They yeah. were there at church. Um, even at after my birthday church event, I even had a prayer and pajama party, oh, uh, l- ladies only. And the yeah. women who were there, I, t- I I tasked them then that in this next year, I'm trusting these few women that's in this room to hold me accountable and, and to hold me up. Um, yeah. It's crazy that that fire happened for you in January 21, because mm-hmm. January this year, the car accident happened. So immediately I'm salty. Yeah. I'm, my, 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 my anger, I had that moment with God. I'm like, dude, <laughs> you know I need my truck. Yeah. Like, Why would you let this happen to me? But then instantly I had to check myself like, wait a minute. Yeah. I'm alive. Yes. My kids walked away untouched. I seen the pictures and I was just like, oh my goodness. Like, how was that moment? And that was on New Year's Day? New Year's New morning. Day. This, the I'm day. talking about January 1st at 1 a.m. Like Jesus. 1 1 1. And it made my 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 pastor and uh, my cousin who I said called and immediately prayed. They told me, Mercedes, I need you to get out your feelings. I know it happened, but you got to look at how this is strategically about to elevate you. On the first first month at 1 a.m., pay attention to the number ones because Mm -hmm. they they, they represent purpose and new beginning. You know, all this this stuff where my emotional state like, man, I ain't trying to hear that. I I need a car. (laughs) Listen, at this point. In supplying all my needs, I... And like you said, when the fire happened, no, I'm not going to post, oh, my God, whoa, it's me, because it wasn't a whoa, it's me. Mm-hmm. I'm here. Yeah. And the damage happened, but, man, my left side is bruised, and I'm still, I had a, an event today and an event I, yesterday, so I'm good. <laughs> so I didn't want to initially post what happened, and I believe that was God uh, telling me, ain't nothing to post. I just need you to rest right now. So I rested the first day and I rested the second day. And on the second day after my cousin prayed is when things began to line up and I went to go get that new truck. But yeah, after I got the keys in my hand with the truck, God said, now you can post. Now you can it's, it's, it's not a woe is me. Like he has to be able to get the glory out the situation. It ain't about to be, oh my God, guys, my new year's over. No, yeah. I'm here to show you like, oh yeah, it started with a bang. Absolutely. So Absolutely. Forward, he tried to uh, eliminate me. Yeah. I'm, I'm supposed I, to be here. And I think that when we post, cause um, 
Oh, what? I, I just heard something. Okay, so you know this week has been crazy with the whole William Murphy stuff. So after the William Murphy, I, I watched something that it was from CeCe Winans, and she said, um, I, I think with with influence comes great responsibility, I think she yeah. said. So with that, I think it's so important. And then I, I watch you. Like, I... I, I watch, you know, I'm, I'm not on social media all the time if I'm not posting this and stuff, but I'm very careful. And you've said it before. I think you said it at the Faith Faithful Works uh, business seminar. Absolutely. Watch um, what you post. Watch what you post. And I, I just think that it's so important as business owners and not even just as business owners. I think as we are... <sighs> I don't know, because I want to say getting older, but there's a lot of older people that post a lot of crazy stuff. Wiser, um, yeah. or because maturity does not have an age on it um, at all, because, it, you know, you know. But um, I think it's so important how you post, what you post. Everything is strategic. And I always tell people, even now, you might think like, I post controversial stuff sometimes, sometimes, but it's just for a conversation. You know, I would yeah. never go on there and post anything that is so out of line or what's happening in my life in that, in, in that moment. I like how you said after you got the keys, you were able to post. I just told somebody that because they were like, well, you tell people not to post about their feelings on social media, but yet you post your feelings on bro, let's talk. And my what what i said in response to that was the difference is i talk about things that already happened for the most part things mm -hmm. that i'm already through i don't post about it while i'm going through it I don't absolutely it. because when you do you're in your feelings you're in your emotions and you're you're like you said when your pastor and your cousin was talking to you you couldn't really um hear what they were saying because you were in your feelings. How important do you feel that um, your influence is? And how have you navigated that through being a um, business owner? Um, the influence is everything. And this is not like a paid content creator uh, mm -hmm. opinion. It ain't, it's not about that. I'm talking about real life influence. Like being able, when the situation happens, you being able to call you directly. Um, when I truly care is when I, I feel like um, it's more important for me to do the stuff behind the scenes. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Uh, if, if ever someone that was that close to me posted something tra tragic, I'm thankful that they put it out there for me to see, but then now it's my job, what I'm going to do with the information. And mm -hmm. To, to, to really have a, a, a impact in people's lives, it, it gotta be personal. It has, it has to be personal. Like I'm all for relationships, which is why when certain friendships don't work out, I'm actually pretty bummed about it because yeah. I'd be invested. Like I'm, I'm for the investments. If, if you're supposed to go, like, I'm like, let's go. I, yeah. I will carry that bag. You just make sure you keep up yeah. type stuff. Um, I think the influence, especially on social media is very important because maybe years ago I learned the pros and the cons of it. Um, this this mouth mm -hmm. has not always been that filtered, <laughs> and I, I fell victim of <laughs> I fell victim of somebody 
posting a screenshot. And I'm mm. talking about I was going in. You ain't itch. And did the, I, 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 I mean, everything yeah. was wonderfully decorated. Mm. And in their post, and I look, now I, all I can do is laugh at it because I had to take that on the chin. On Sunday yeah. morning, while I was getting dressed for church, they made the post, knowing that the conversation had happened like a Wednesday, Thursday. But they waited strategically <laughs> to post the Sunday morning and said, this is y'all worship leader. Oh. This is who y'all worship. This is who y'all highly praise. And, had a, had a, had. and all I could do was read it like, mm. That's what I said. Ooh. And my, you know what I'm saying? My rebuttal at that time was, well, Peter cussed too. I oh. said, but y'all wouldn't know because y'all don't go to church. <laughs> oh, wow. But it was definitely a learning lesson. Like, wow. Everything don't need to be said. Everything don't need to be posted. I mean, I'm 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 real strategic even when I'm texting my emotion because I'm like, shoot, four years ago, somebody screenshotted my text. Yeah. Once it's once it's sent, it's sent. Well, thank once God it's posted, for that. It's posted. <laughs> right. Exactly. And and you no matter how fast you delete it, somebody's okay. Sent. Somebody's quicker. Somebody's quicker, quicker than that. that. Gotta be quicker. Um, I have literally <laughs> had my problems with that. I, ooh, I have gone, but so mine started with my relationship. You know, I went through with my daughter's mom, the divorce, mm -hmm. all of that stuff. I was posting my feelings. So, but I wasn't really a business owner then. I mean, I was, but not how I am now. I think now having the influence that I have, I wish I would. I wish that I would ever give somebody like one thing about me though, I can professionally clap back. I can um Yes, you can. I've seen I, that. <laughs> very much so. And I will do it in a way where it's gonna eat you up. And I'ma still say what I need to say, but it's not gonna be in a disrespectful manner. I will never argue with someone on social media again. I will never post my feelings about a relationship. Nobody knows what I'm doing as far as a relationship and they won't know until I'm married because what I've also learned is as I'm pushing business and bro let's talk and stuff yes people want to get to know me but there's just certain things that I have to keep sacred yes. to myself um that nobody will ever know if my kid is in trouble nobody like those are just things that are off limits we don't yeah. talk about things so we love our business. We are very, uh, we take our business very serious. Um, Erica Badu, who was that Erica Badu? Said something about that. But I've learned to have wisdom with what I say because some people are strategically trying to get you out of your hookup. And, Absolutely. And when they do, it's like, oop, got you. They don't care. Mm -hmm. They're sitting there waiting for you to mess up. And it's just like, as soon as they got you, it, there's nothing you can do. You can't take it back. So I've learned to, now I will write some statuses and hurry up and, and erase them. Or I will, I don't know. I've, I've gotten so much wiser within just mm -hmm. here, just the way that I speak, the way that I talk, who I talk to, because I know that what I'm doing here, even from, we did the, um, like I, what it was, I know what it's called, but oh, my mom's gonna kill me. Faithful works um, together. Even with doing stuff like that, I always tell people 
your influence. Nobody's going to listen to what you're saying if you're online cussing people out. Come if, on. You're, if you're online saying this, that, and the third, who wants to hear about your business? Who wants to hear about, well, some people do, but I don't, you know, and the people that I'm trying to attract. You know, because that's your audience. That Absolutely. And I always tell people that if that's what you want to do and you want to be, a lot of people say, I've seen before, I don't want to be called professional. Okay, well, then you don't want to attract big customers, I'm big saying. clients, big contracts. I do. So I'm very careful. But what I've also learned is I can still, like I said, say stuff in a way that it is not deemed as disrespectful. I think that the way that I've been navigating my social media for the last year, especially with Bro Less Talk, is creating these conversations for us to talk about like yesterday what did i post um bonnets or yeah. or bags, right and so what i feel like with statuses that are not always just about business it's allowing people to get to know another side of me because i'm pushing a podcast where i want people to come and listen so yeah. i think that knowing what you're doing who you're targeting is so important but watching what you say it's key. It's, it's literally key in, in everything, not even just in business, but just in being wanting to be respected because people remember yeah. and they're going to remember the negative stuff that you said before the positive. Absolutely. Um, someone very close to me and, and look, that's how I know I'm, I'm growing because <laughs> I still deem them as someone that I truly care about. But her and I had a disagreement. And, and, and it went to social media. And when I say all my other homegirls was like, she's done, right? You're not going to be her friend no more, right? And I said, no, mm -hmm. I, I, I am going to accept her apology because that's the thing. She was apologetic. Okay. And I think that's just a part of growth and no one is going to understand it. You're not God. If his word says to forgive, Unless mm. and I, if I don't forgive, I can't be forgiven. That oh holds weight with me. That you. holds weight with me. So when she genuinely apologized and like on the friend side chased me down for three days, like bro, I messed up. I can't lose our friendship. And I'm like, well, you know, because in our 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 era, no, you took it to social media, so I'm done yeah. with you. But no, I was not done with her. But that was a a moment for even both of us to grow she's not um what you would call spiritual or or yeah. even actively in church but for the people who were never set foot in the church and we have the audacity to say that we're believers and that we love god we may be the closest thing that they'll ever see exactly and i for sure don't want to be the one to be like that girl was nasty to me she yeah. was yeah like she often <laughs> and a lot of people i learned that that was another thing that i've spoke about like i've learned that how we act how we treat people it really can determine what's next for them and when i say that i want to break it down because i don't want nobody to be like blah blah y'all think y'all got no um getting people to come to church when we're supposed to we're supposed to be disciples of for for jesus for god um 
you need to, like you said earlier, compassion, lead with love. You can't just be walking around being nasty to people. You can't just be walking around um, doing people any kind of way and then being like, well, come to my church because I'm the praise team leader. Like, I don't, why would I want to come to your church and you act like that? Like, it, it makes absolutely no sense. And I think that people need to see your love first before you try to convict them or try to bring them yeah. to into church or into God, because now you're misrepresenting who God is. You're misrepresenting what God can do and, and all of these other things. But you just spoke about forgiveness. And that's crazy. That is the second time. And I think it's a confirmation for me. I've really been dealing with. Um, now, I will forgive some people. I, I've had my problems with I'm, I can be too forgiving sometimes. Now, I do think that it's important to know when to forget. I mean, we'll always forgive, but it's important to know when something is not worth holding on to. And yeah. I think when a lot of people get into these toxic relationships because we're always forgiving, 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 and we're constantly taking this person back or these people, even friends, back into our lives and they're still doing the same thing. Sometimes right. you gotta let that stuff go. But I'm dealing with something with a family member where um, I'm having a hard time letting go of what they've done to me um, personally. Well, I've talked about it on my podcast. My mm -hmm. dad, me and my dad don't have a, the, the, the best relationship and we have not been, we haven't talked in months, like months. Some stuff happened and, you know, it just, we just stopped talking. And my posture at first was, I'm getting rid of this relationship because I'm doing what's best for me. I want my peace and blah, 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 blah. You know how people, we, right. we protect can, our peace. <laughs> yes, we, we want to protect our peace. Um, So I, I will block you, like, one thing about me on Facebook, social media, you cannot call me. You can't text me. I don't want to hear from you. You're going to have to create an app. I mean, you're going to have to create a fake a fake number to talk to me because I just feel like I don't want you in my space. Right. But the Lord really started to convict me um, this week. Honestly, I text um, somebody. Well, he's an elder at my church, not somebody. Let me correct that uh, elder at my church and I'm just like you know I'm getting this conviction I told a friend of mine like I think that I have to make this right and mm -hmm. my thing was you were not who I needed you to be at a young age and you still haven't been that however we got to give some grace the same grace that God gives to us we got to give it to other people and so when you speak about forgiveness I didn't realize that I had never, I, I was still holding on to me being six and five years old, yeah. me being hurt because why weren't you there when I was sexually assaulted? Why weren't you there when these people were picking on me in school about this, that, and the third? Why weren't you there? But 27-year-old Jeff and Jeff Sr. can do nothing about what happened to five-year-old Jeff. Right. So I was really convicted about that and I was listening to uh Megan Ashley's podcast and she was talking about how we have to forgive in order to be forgiven she gave some scriptures and it's so crazy because I just talked to my mom and, and one of my friends about that last night then that podcast came and I listened to that and now you're saying that and I'm like okay God I hear you 
but navigating sometimes navigating that initiation is hard for me honestly because I always feel like it's always me. I always have to be the person that's like, hey, let's talk. Hey, yeah. can we, can we, and I don't want to keep, I don't want to be that person. But what I've learned is even just today is that if God is pressing up something upon you, you got to do it because he's trying to take you somewhere higher. Yes. And if you let that bitterness, that anger, whatever's harvesting in your heart affect you, you're going to stay where you are because God can't. He he's not gonna he he cannot if you cannot forgive somebody else, you're you're messing yourself up. And I've been through way too much. I've done way too much to be messed up now because I can't forgive somebody. But on the flip side, how do you deal with a person who is not ready to beef? Like like even ask for an apology because sometimes we have to forgive people that aren't even sorry. Yeah, because the forgiveness is for us. So how do you deal? How do you so, deal? With even even as I'm uh, looking at you on on my screen and and what the viewers are seeing, you're right here in the center, and in that bottom corner, it literally says, "Bro, let's talk." And you just said, "Like, why well, always got to be the one?" Because yeah. you're 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 the one. I mean, that that scripture that says that many are called and few are chosen. My pastor, um, literally was like trying to get that in us for sure because everybody want to be called oh I, there's a call mm -hmm. there's a calling mm -hmm. but if people can call jeff phone all they want to but if you don't answer then yeah. the calling or that call is literally void so yeah. that's the difference between that 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 scripture alone many are called but it's the few are chosen yeah you can have a calling but did you accept it did you did you say yes? Yeah. Um, and and even after the yes, it's not like it's gonna be easy. But you are the one that he has trusted to literally speak to the to the multitude. And here we are being challenged to speak to the ones that's closest to us. Mm -hmm. Right. Just because you're literally trusted with that much. Um, so for me, and I'm I am still learning it i'm still very much so in it if he gave you everything at one time maybe we wouldn't be able to handle it right but for him to uncover his kindness to uncover how much that six-year-old pain was going to benefit here today at 27. yeah um, for me I, I was nine and now here i am 32 and mentally i was just with having daughters i'm like oh yeah when they turn nine, I got I, I, I got a patient. Yeah, that, that's no. We 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 God don't want us to plan for failure. Mm -hmm. He doesn't even want us to plan the hurts. <laughs> that's 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 not living in faith. Because in breaking down more and more scripture, if it's the substance of things hoped for, mm -hmm. what do we look like hoping for the worst? Right. So I I encourage you when you have to initiate that conversation with your father that that's what you go in with just 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 his hope not your expectations right because especially when you know people it's like on one hand i know he's a this he's a that he's a this so i'm expecting that but the hope is that the conversation will literally go the other way yeah so for me in learning forgiveness you said something that was very important to literally give people the grace that was given to you 
knowing all the dirt that I did, knowing all the hurt that I caused my mom and everyone who stood countless hours interceding for me, the least I could do is be patient with somebody else. I'm still learning it, but it's like a self-check. Every time it comes up, it's like, "Mm, Mercedes, you are not perfect. So how dare you expect that from them? And even if I got to take take some some time from them because oh, yeah. I'm, I'm in my feelings and I'm, I'm wanting the, the, the greatness to come now. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to be 33 at the, at the end of 24, but I stopped smoking weed when I was 30. Mm-hmm. So for me, I'm like, look, since I stopped smoking, everybody around me, mm-hmm. y'all got to. But that yeah. didn't happen. Yeah. That did not happen. But that's the difference between the ones who are called and chosen. Mm-hmm. They they weren't called to that. God chose me to have a certain group of friends and to be the one to walk away from a thing just so they can see that it's very much so possible. Possible. Absolutely. I love that. Okay, so as we're wrapping up, what would you say to Mercedes... At, at a time where you did not see yourself making it in life or making it to where you are, you have a beautiful life. And although we all struggle with stuff, I, you know, kids get on our nerves, spouses, whatever. But I know that there had to be a time in your life where you didn't see where you are now in God or anything like that. Mm-hmm. What would you say to her? to encourage her. And while you're speaking to her, you're encouraging someone else that's going to listen to this. Literally three words that I live by. Stay the course. Stay the course. Because anything that you start, you're closer to it being finished than you are if you never started. Right. So literally stay the course. This is... I mean, how long you been in business, bro? Um, Six years, six to seven. So crazy thing is, me too. That Mm -hmm. EIN and that business was processed in February 2018. So this is six years later. And, you know, social media will paint the picture like, you can do it now. Oh, man, this is a whole lot of traveling. (laughs) This is a whole lot of, I'm stupid. This is a whole yeah. lot of, I ain't got no money to do with it. Literally. <laughs> several moments where that bank account says nothing, Ooh. but the reward comes and stay in the course because that's who God is. He, he, do, he do a lot with a little. With a little. But Ooh. if you keep on getting off, it's like literally even starting over with him. Mm-hmm. I, oh, I yes. Very careful with my backsliding. Yes. It's been several times I tried to stop smoking weed. But that this this last go round, it was like a heart to heart with God. Yeah. And he was like, Mercedes, you know my grace is sufficient, but guess what? On the flip side, grace runs out. Okay. You have 15 days to pay that light bill, but on yeah. day 16, it's getting cut off. Absolutely. And I never want to experience that that cut off. Oh no. Even with I- the trajectory of being an entrepreneur, like when you get to a certain mo- momentum. And it, it doesn't even have to be your social media presence because you, you're taking a break now. And yeah. I want you to be encouraged. Take the break. 
because what's for you is already yours. So I definitely take breaks as needed, but staying the course means even with that, I, I've planned this break. I yeah. can just hop off social media because I'm depressed. Oh, no whirlwind and right. i don't believe in the business anymore no as soon as i'm i tap back in it's this this special is going on I, absolutely I feel like i was never gone so yeah three three words that i live by and i Thanks. share with anyone that i've ever mentored stay the course for sure you ain't gotta see it gotta put you in in, in position with people who got uh binoculars for you you ain't absolutely. gotta see it that's how I am with my mom. We work so well together because I think she was just telling you the way that we we um, team up with the vision and her. She'll just have something in her mind and I'll just get the vision. I'll, I'll put it together for her, but stay the course. I love that. And I'm so appreciative of this hour you spent with me. Um, it was great. I appreciate you. I love you. Um, you're an amazing person. And I'm so, I'm proud of you, even though since I've met you, you've been this woman, like you've been a boss, you've been an amazing person, but um, I'm proud to call you my sister. And I'm proud to know that I have someone that I can call when necessary, because we, I'm not about to blow you up, but <laughs> when necessary to pray with me you ain't got to pray for me i can pray myself but we gonna pray together you know or sometimes friends we do family we do get yeah. weak and just need somebody like can you intercede for me so i'm so thankful um i love you and thank you so much for being here with me okay absolutely i love you and i'm, I'm so happy that you uh are are going with god because yeah. remember i was one of the first people like so Bro, let's talk. There's gonna be nothing for women. You was like, sis, no, y'all got your own stuff. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> but but it's important. It that, is. But that's the that's the purpose of foundation. The foundation is the men and, and, and doing what you have to do with these men. And Absolutely. now that it, it got a little meat, yeah, got some bricks laid down. Yeah, yeah. see the floor plan. Now you can yeah. add some windows and, and we just out here. Break. We just out here trusting God. <laughs> I'm, I'm so excited to to see what's going to come from this because I truly believe um, that this is going to be bigger than anything else I do because I'm literally trusting God through it all. I, I don't like talking about my vulnerability. So for me to get on here and I literally am talking about everything in my life, it's nobody but God. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode. I pray that something that was said encouraged you, helped you, or gave you an insight to something that is going on within yourself. Until next time, make sure that you are following and subscribe to us on all social media sites, okay? Stay blessed, stay encouraged, and until next time, have a good one.